captains of volleyball podcast where we talk all things pro volleyball federation i'm kelly i'm nikki i'm ian and today we're talking opening week observations two thrillers in a sweep uh but first don't forget to follow us on instagram at court captains pod and look out for us in the youtube chat on the pvf live stream we're in there we're reacting answering questions if you've got them uh, just generally interacting with uh, all the people who are watching. So, yeah, I, which I think that YouTube has proven to be the best place to watch these games. I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. Have you tried to use either of the platforms that they've advertised as streaming Stadium so, Valley? It's actually really interesting. The first match on Wednesday, January 24th, um, they had like a Nebraska local channel advertised to watch it. And it was like, you can download our app to watch this game. And I did that. I tried really hard and I couldn't find it. And then finally someone was like, oh, it's on YouTube. And that was the You tried to option. support local news. Yeah. You did your best. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. I think I went straight to YouTube on Thursday's match. And then Friday I tried the Bally app and it wasn't on there. YouTube yeah. has been, you're right, the most reliable place to, to get it I so am, far. Yeah. I'm really interested in what what what's happening in the behind the scenes there because why not just advertise youtube from the start there right. must be a an agreement ad revenue something so yeah because yeah. i mean like it's like we say on youtube it's interactive as it's going on it's easy to watch them on demand the next day it seems yeah. like a good platform to have your stuff on but uh maybe it yeah, was obviously late obviously bally wanted to say they've got it so right totally yeah well, before we dive in yeah, to our first yeah. to our first observations, um, I'm going to do a little corrections corner. A few things that I messed up. Just going to go through real quick. First, Grand Rapids in, is in Western Michigan. I said Eastern. Nope. Wait, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's Eastern. how you know we're not from Michigan. <laughs> it's Western Michigan. Weast. <laughs> so, so yeah, Grand Rapids is in Western Michigan. I said Eastern. Um, sorry to the residents of the mitten um second i i said that the atlanta owner was the only woman owner that's incorrect there are two women owners carrie walsh jennings is the second that's on me uh we and talked then, about her last episode we just can't count to two correct so, that's yeah. correct i think i also like because she's so volleyball in my head i was like the atlanta she's owner is the only gender. woman yeah business person you know like that i don't know not that carrie walsh, carrie jennings, walsh jennings is, is, is just business. volleyball now she's just volleyball um and then number three i have corrected my microphone so sorry <laughs> sorry to everyone yeah now mm. i'm i'm i've upgraded i'm professional how was i to know that my other two co-hosts were going to come prepared with microphones <laughs> you don't want to know what we're doing on the off times <laughs> <laughs> additional careers all right so Thank you. That was Corrections Corner. I think before we, we want to do match by match analysis on this episode, uh, all three matches we want to talk about. I think just like overall things you're noticing about these games, any reactions generally from from the first week of play? I think from the from the get go last night's match. So I watched Wednesday's match and then last night, which is Friday. So I missed Thursdays. I notice a really big difference in just the professionality of like the streaming and also the um, announcers were much better on Friday. And I would say Thursday was the worst of them all. 
Sorry. Oh, really? <laughs> the quality of the stream, I, you know, I'm trying to give everybody up. I'll, I'll preempt this by saying I want to throw everybody a bone. This is the first week of a brand new season of yes. professional sports. Yes. So people are figuring it out. I don't have Absolutely. any major qualms with this, but the YouTube chat was upset <laughs> about the quality on Thursday of every time they would do a zoom in of a play. It was such bad clarity that you get almost d dizzy. Oh, <laughs> because it, it when it zoomed in and when it was fast. Oh, oh my gosh. It's it's like blurred, right? Yeah. So it's varying levels of quality yeah. from I think both the streaming quality perspective and also the announcers and who's yeah. doing play by play. Yeah. I well, so that was also an interesting thing I found on Wednesday. I I, I felt like we were lacking um like replays. I mm -hmm. there were so many plays where I was like, wait, I want to see that again. And the only time that they would cut to replays would be the bolt six technology, which we can talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> they were like just oh, great tech. Just oh, great yeah. tech. Announcers kept saying technology. This is really great technology. It's mm -hmm. the same. I mean, we can talk about it. It's the same. It's a it's a ton of cameras, right? Yep. That mm -hmm. is that is tracking the trajectory of the ball and gives yep. you like a, a replay of whether it was in and out tennis has been using it for yeah. quite a while yes yes that is you're right those were the majority of the replays at least on thursday yeah, yeah. they're hiring to see if there was a an illegal block <laughs> touch or yeah also oh my gosh they do have a ref look at it and at least on friday the camera went to the ref i know her she refed so yes. many of my college games <laughs> did you recognize her yes i had to text my um old teammate caitlin i i'm like okay is this am i crazy is this ref i do i know her because just for the listeners my memory is awful just terrible and she's like yes uh she and caitlin goes she refed our games at marquette when we played there and um i remember talking to her and she's been working her way up and she's um and Caitlin's like, I'm just so proud of her. <laughs> I don't know her name. I feel like we I could look either. it up or maybe Caitlin yeah. will know, but she has dark curly hair. Yeah. And I, I remember her coach, uh, refing college games and club. Yeah. Um, when I coached, but yeah. Anyway. So the challenges, speaking of refs, like reviewing footage, Oh yeah. the challenges are a part of NCAA volleyball. Yes. yes. And do you know, Kelly, what the structure, because I think what I could glean from PVF challenges is it's two per set, yes. but if you are right in your challenge, like if they overturn the call, you keep it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that's the same, that's the same way as NCAA. Okay, cool. Every, uh, every challenge rule I've run into is, is like incredibly archaic and weird where it's something <laughs> like you get two challenges, but if you get them both right, you get a third challenge. Oh. If you get one of them wrong, you don't Again, get a third. Like that's it's the, a game that's within the a NFL game. way. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple times where it was close enough that I think the refs on the ground said, I'm not really sure. Let's take it to the to the to mm -hmm. the room. Mm -hmm. And so Especially, that's when you don't have to use a challenge if they're just kind of like it was a close one. The lack of line judges was really shocking to me. I it sounds like maybe th they've had this. Um, the bolt six stuff in the uh, u.s national team in all the olympics stuff and maybe i just haven't really been watching and paying attention to those but yeah the lack of line judges was really shocking to me and uh i know i've always i've always seen those around i think they're still in college in a lot of college matches yeah yeah i mean i imagine they can't have that tech in 
Yeah, it like sounds every like it's random expensive. college gym. Yeah. I think one of the announcers uh, yesterday said how all the owners had to buy into it, and it was kind of a big expense. That makes sense. But I mean, that's the other thing that that stood out to me watching the first week was just that like it, the crowds look good. The atmospheres mm-hmm. were really good. I think yeah. opening night on their website, they claimed like almost 12,000 people Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in Omaha watching that game. The things that maybe are are an issue for us watching online, it seems like the, the live experience is pretty good. One thing I know, uh, Nikki, you had mentioned in the notes, like there are no ads when you're watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, right? Like, that, that happens with a lot of streaming stuff and it's weird because then you get to like feel how much time in the broadcast is usually taken up by just advertisements because it's sure. just the pro volleyball logo. Yeah. The best part is on some of the commercials, they've just let the live stadium audio play yeah. behind the PVS yes. logo. Which happened yeah. on and Friday. You could, yeah. You could hear a guy in the Omaha game scream, we have t-shirts and we're going to give them to you. <laughs> Just in the background. Yeah, t-shirt cannon guy. Just fire. Like, he was really keyed up. So I feel like, you know, they're they're trying pretty hard to make it like a fun experience in the the venues on the night. Yeah. So everyone was, when they would show what was on the big screen, everyone was so excited. And so many kids. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. many. I can tell that they're doing big promos with clubs in the area. Yes. Probably giving them discounted tickets or big group orders to get like full youth teams in the door and getting excited about it, which like is just such a good way to get the environment up. And and it means that there's a lot of screaming. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. But it's high pitched. I think I saw some comment that um, someone wanted the floor, like a mic more on the floor so they could hear mm. the the hits and the grunts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, honestly, it would be less quiet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's the other thing is there's so much less kind of like atmosphere audio in the telecast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where even though it's 12,000 people, it sounds like they're in like a like a YMCA gym talking to each other doing mm-hmm. the commentary just because yeah they don't have all the mics everywhere so yeah that's well, that's what I think is like will they be able to translate that to the telecast well and I think I think different different broadcasts had kind of different situations that they were so like Friday last night they did seem to play the video that was playing in the arena and the sound mm-hmm. between points and there were fewer breaks on Thursday. They wouldn't do much of that on Thursday in Grand Rapids, and they would switch right away to just the logo and the same little sound playing over and over Mm -hmm. again. And I was shocked to see that people were complaining about the lack of ads in the YouTube chat. Like capitalism is just our comfort blanket now. I was like, I I was like, just throw something at me. Yeah, y'all's favorite song is about to play. Like you seriously are like. Pepsi would be better here. Like it was just such a wild to complain. Oh, I can't stand this. Pl- get some ads, make some money. What? <laughs> I need some visual stimulation at all times. Yeah, yeah there was some need- like on the Friday games, there was or game, there was some like USAV yeah. footage they were showing. Well, that's the alliance. Which, yeah, and yeah. I guess the right that's or true. partnership. The alliance, the partnership. I can't remember which one, but it was one of those. <laughs> but yeah, like they uh I don't know, it seems like that's probably something that they're just floating out there. Like we could sell those ads eventually when we show people there are 
you yeah. know, 7,000 people watching the stream. Thought that we would do first a little uh, box score statistics overview, how to read stats, how to determine whether the team is successful. The first thing we observed, right, is that the three matches, they they're all the stats are available on pvf.volleystation.com, but they're different. So the my team number stats, one, they also have full play-by-play recap. Yes, really they do. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in terms that. of the box score, my my first thing is, it seems like two of the matches did not have assists or digs, right? Yeah. Yep. In the box mm-hmm. score, which yep. is... That's to be fair, that's not an efficiency calculation. That's just a, a quantity. And the number of assists and digs that a given player gets over the course of a match largely has to do with how long the match is. So yes. sure. you wouldn't objectively say if that libero had 30 digs, she's better than the libero that had 15. Sure. What that could mean is the first libero played five sets of volleyball and the second only played three. So, Do they have a stat where they average that out like per set? Yes, prob- probably per set. Yeah, digs per set is yeah, and yeah. assists per set as well. It's um, also they're not they're not point earning stats, right? Sure, you're not going to get a kill or, or a dig does not equal a point necessarily. Sure. And I think yep. mm-hmm. same with uh, an assist is a point, but it's a yeah. little that's a little more complex because that you don't uh, the setter doesn't have control over how the point is made how the kill is made sure. so i mean i guess they're like i love stats so i'm i'm down but same. i guess this is yeah it's just like i like stats that'll give you a view of uh like the context in the game there yeah. are other things that are valuable to a team yeah. other than direct totally. point scoring action i don't think i also think it's interesting like when like dig numbers are high and you see that block numbers are down okay that means that the block was maybe not as efficient or the setter on the other side of the net was moving the ball around to get around the block more. and So I think really my just point of critique a little bit is that if you don't give us all of the stats that in, in volleyball we're traditionally used to, we can't tell the full story quite as well yeah. of what was going on. So we need to, to find like a fan graphs well, that'll give us in-depth statistics for the PVF games. Maybe they, they'll give they gotta us... have them. They've got them. I think that they're just reporting them a little bit differently per hometown. So Let's email the league, have them email them directly to us. Hi, can you please add digs yeah. and assists? Okay, so well, okay, f- so first off, if we're going into corrections in our last podcast, and famously the first, the name of our first episode, we are a no spike podcast, right? We don't like the term spike. Now, if we look at the box scores, PDF is using the it's word spike, but it's only for there. two of the three matches. Oh, the really? Other, they changed the other it? one. The other one they oh, used kill, which is how kill. They used kill. So this is so how they saw our episode. I didn't like, even know oh, that was an right. option. That's not a, pr- a thing that people say. <laughs> I actually have, or actually, I think it, here's what I think it is. Two of the matches, the category was spike. And one yes. of the matches, the category was attack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is, a, I think, a more of a standard in the international play. And then there's a difference. This really, this kind of uh, stumped me for a little bit. On the games where it's spike, they're using the term points instead of kill and then kill percentage kill percentage and eff percentage is efficiency so let's yes let's like yeah, break let's, down yes you know what, what we measure on attack i got stats. one other stupid question 
before Please, no we stupid, get into, no the, stupid question. into the into the direct stats, why do two players get to have a sweet different colored shirt? Oh, the libero the educational moment. Here we are. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Kelly, would you like Bring to explain? I will try. So libero is a special position. They are denoted by having a different color jersey. And yeah. they are allowed to switch in and out of the out of the game without having an official substitution and going and counting a, a, against your total substitution count. How um, many do you get in a game? So like six. Ooh, great question. I think I'm sure it's different across different leagues. Twenty? Sure. No. That's Damn. I think that's it's twelve. Okay. I think it's twelve per set. Although. I'm not positive what it is in PVF, but it's 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 a it finite number of substitutions sure. per set. And there's two so, on a team. Can they be on the floor at the same time? Um, no. Just one there, at a time. I, I, no. Okay. Well, so I, I'm actually I I would have to look it up because I don't know if they can play in the same set at the same time. Can they? It, I'm not sure what this that's league been is. A, that has sure. been a rule before. It was a rule I think when I was in high school that you could have two liberos and they could um, essentially switch out. Also, liberos have all these special rules attached to them. Um, they can't back row attack. They can't set using their hands to the front row attackers in front of the 10 sure. foot line, um, which is uh, maybe not the best way of explaining that. Um, it, it, if we had like video, I could show you that's allowed. Oh, that's that. not yeah. allowed. Yeah, yeah. What I'll say is that liberos, who is going to be your libero is a player who is a defensive and serve-receive specialist. So they are only going to play in the back row. I would notice that most of, like, general observations from week one, they're usually on the shorter side on the team. Because yeah. they're not Close allowed to, to jump It does seem better if, you, if you're shorter, like, you don't want a seven-foot person having to, having to collapse onto the ground all the time to, to dig stuff out. Although it's kind of chicken or the egg, because if you're playing as a child and you're really not tall, you're pretty sure a coach is a coach is just not going to train you as a hitter more often than not. So you specialize, you decide I'm only going to play back row. I'm not going to be jumping around. I'm going to be taking the first ball throughout the match and um, staying in the back row. Except I'm okay. Uh, I'd have to look this up. I'm pretty sure the outside for um, the supernovas in college, she was a libero mm. um, and switched to an outside and was phenomenal at both positions. Yeah, there are a bunch of players who yeah. and she's have five ten, skills across. Quite tall for a libero. All right, yeah. cool. Yeah, that answers my question. Amazing. Great. So if we look at the attack section on a stat sheet, you're going to see sum, which is another word for attempts. What that means is every time you swing and hit the ball over the net, uh, it's an attempt. It's not always going to uh, lead to a kill. It's not always going to lead to the point ending, but you tried. So very similar to an at bat in baseball. You came up to bat and you tried. Would that include like if someone's just launching it over from the back row? Probably not. Okay. It, so it needs to be, be a concerted like 10 foot. A con a, an effort to get a kill, essentially. Okay. There's going to be kills, which means you attempted and the point's over. The other team could not play defense and continue the point. There are errors. So you hit it in the net. You hit it out of bounds. The point ended after your attempt. 
They're tracking block in this section, which I think mm -hmm. means that you were blocked and the point ended. <laughs> okay, yeah. sure. Which I've like always, I've always seen, if you got stuffed, that's an error. Interesting. Um, but, but they just they split it out into its own category. Yeah, which I actually, I don't mind. I'm fine it's with cool. that too. I always used to, when I was taking stats for my girls, I'd be like, did did the blocker do a really good job there? Or did you do a bad <laughs> yeah, job did you hitting? Mess it up? Yeah. And that's <laughs> how I would determine whether like, like could you that's have avoided a, that? Or yeah. like, was I mean, the that's, block that's amazing? Like a, that's like a baseball error, right? Like they'll yeah. give them yeah. the credit of like, you tried really hard. You just didn't get it. That's <laughs> yep. not an error. Yep. Or right. like, you should have gotten that. But I think that they're, they're just saying, if you're blocked, you're blocked. And so those are the parts to the whole, right? Those are the, the, the numbers that we'll use to get a read on kind of the absolute of how many kills did you have. Um, but then if we want to talk about how we use those to calculate other things. Yes. So two main percentages, we have the kill percentage, um, which is just kills earned divided by how many attempts you had. I don't find that this percentage is very useful to, for determining um, anything, uh, but it looks nice when you're like, oh my gosh, I had 100% kills. <laughs> um, so the thing that's used more is your efficiency, um, which going back to baseball is very similar. Like what a good hitting percentage in baseball is uh, kind of correlates to what a good hitting percentage is in volleyball um, with some caveats, which so that's how whenever I'm watching baseball, I think about volleyball hitting percentage when, mm -hmm. when the stats come up i'm like 300 oh that's good nice <laughs> um <laughs> uh anyway yeah so actually for different positions oh sorry efficiency the actual calculations is kill minus error divided by total attempts um and in these calculations there you know we said that with block they're just splitting out whether it was like kind of actively your fault whether you were blocked yeah a block is still considered an error in that calculation so they're yes. subtracting total number of kills. They're saying total number of kills minus errors minus blocks divided by the total attempts yeah. gets you your efficiency percentage. Yes. Same and, for preserves as well then. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I have never <laughs> yeah. used efficiency yes. percentage never on serve. Used efficiency. <laughs> yeah. Efficiency percentage. Um, we'll, yeah, we can talk about serve. So uh, well, I'll just do a quick little sidebar. So serving you have aces and you have errors and you have attempts, mm. right? Um, I always use the rule of you want a two to one error, ace to error ratio. So if you are, for every error, you need to try and earn two points with your aces. Um, and if you're not doing that, maybe let's reevaluate what you're doing. <laughs> one announcer though said that they're trying for one to one. one. To one? Mm -hmm. I mean, that is better than the negative. What I was seeing, which is, one to two and we, we can talk about that when we know one to one is analysis. worse you were saying no, two I, to one two to one ace to air but what i was seeing i'm seeing a lot of one to two ace i to error. see you're yeah you're i mean just just to shout it out like the first game vibe versus supernovas supernovas had 11 serving errors to five aces and the vibe had nine serving errors to two aces yeah wow. so they've been serving like butt in the league yeah. what's going on yeah, well, well, we can keep talking. I mean, I think that maybe at this level, you're like really trying. Probably yeah. it's harder to get an ace because these back row players are incredible yeah. and they're not going to let stuff hit the ground Long. quite as often. And then you're also really, really trying to be aggressive as much yeah. as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was driving me insane on Friday night's match. There were so many serving errors. I think at the 
And one of the announcers called out 22 errors in a five set match, which is a lot. Um, I, well, I'd have to look up the actual. Um, yeah, that's correct. Stat. It is 22. Mm-hmm. It ended with 22. Orlando wow. only had 22. Yes. yes. Which I did not help them in losing that game. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. But okay, so back to hitting percentage. Depending on your position, whether your hitting position, whether you're a right side, a middle, or an outside, that kind of what is what determines what a good hitting percentage is. Because as you probably saw, Ian, outsides get the ball way more than any other position. Um, mm-hmm. And that has to do a lot with how the first contact is for the setter to be able to set other positions. A good hitting percentage for an outside is uh, over 200 uh, over 20%. They, they list it in the percentage, but I usually talk about it. Sure. Um, you know, yeah. Like I noticed baseball, that too. 200. I've never, yeah. I've always like, exactly like you said, I've never seen it as like a two digit percent. Digits, yeah. I've yeah. always got done point digit. digit, digit. Yeah. So uh, yeah, whatever. Um, and then I would say for a middle over 300 is good and right side, middle and right side, I would say over 300 is good. Maybe a little bit lower for right side, just because they can also get those broken play out of system balls actually if i was being I, I think middles should be over 400 but that's maybe a little aggressive for professional volleyball but yeah because um, they're they're gonna get most of the attacks that they are running are fast tempo where the ball's not in the air for very long the set is not in the air for very long which means that the other side of the court doesn't have as much time to get ready for that ball yeah and most of the time like the setter is watching the block and is probably only going to set the middle i mean the the whole goal when they're in system they're going to want to set where the block isn't and because of those quick sets middles likely only get set when the ball is in system so um yeah yeah do you know what we're saying when we say in system out of system i mean like phase phase is the term i usually like part of the plan yeah right like yeah. if you're in system you're 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 getting like a good dig and then setting and the plan is everybody's a, in the right positions and the plan is a perfect pass or dig on the net in the middle ish of the court yeah that's always the plan usually they're just setting it to either outside totally. well when it's in system you want to go for the middle as much as possible the when it's out of system you can't really reach the middle is the sure. idea you're just slamming it to the outsides mm-hmm all right, that so was like, our little stack like, corner. Well, then example then. So like Leah Edmond, who plays for the Vibe, 70-some, yeah. 39% kill percentage seems decent. 23% efficiency. It's really good. 27 Wednesday, points right? off of 70 tries. Yeah, that was the, the opening night. Yeah, and on Friday, she did not have as good of a night. Mm. But she yeah, was that's set. Yeah, the other thing is like. She was set 51 times on yeah. Friday. And it was 70, 70 on Wednesday. 70 on Wednesday. Those outsides, so the vibe their played, arms. The vibe played twice in that first week. Mojo hasn't played at all yet. And yeah. neither has Thrill. Yeah, outsides, when you swing that many times, I just don't know how their arms don't fall off. I agree. Another Atlanta vibe fun fact, daughter of former NFL quarterback Trent Dilfer plays for the Atlanta vibe. So Tori Dilfer. Yep. Dash Stringer. Oh, she's very good. She's their setter. Yeah. Yeah. But she got taken out on Friday. Mm. I I couldn't tell if that was a performance issue or if that was just let's try some new things. Could have been a little bit of both. New QB. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, do we want to talk about the matches? Yeah, let's talk about the matches. We're 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 burying sure. leads here, and I think we can yeah. just jump in. So I did not watch Wednesday. I would love to hear what y'all thought. I watched so like I watched all these games this week. Proud of myself, but oh my gosh, I did not super watch fan. Them all, yeah, I did not watch them all live. So I would just wake up the next day, start working or telling people that I was working, and I had the volleyball on in the background. So that's how I consumed these games. And it makes it nice because then you can fast forward through the pro volleyball logo. Yes. That is nice. That's just there for like two and a half minutes when they're you not can trying interact. to sell me soup or like, you know. But you can interact in the ads. chat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My no no chat. chat interaction. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I watched it live on Wednesday and it was the longest game of my life. It was long. It was long. I mean, so that's that's the thing too. Is like this. That's like for a five set match. It's like full football broadcast length. It was like three hours long. Honestly, I was like, I don't remember five set matches being this long. Like when I would play them, but well, it did. I mean, I'm not sure if they have the whole set by set score on on their website, but I mean, it ended up. 15 13 in the fifth set so yeah, yeah. give us the, the score sets were like yeah yes. none of the sets at the atlanta vibe beat the omaha supernovas three to two on wednesday night the atlanta vibe was up two sets to none then lost two consecutive sets to omaha and then won the fifth set 15 to 13 they went the distance in all forms because the all four of the sets were pretty competitive for the fifth set so it was long yeah, it was a two two and a half hour match. It's intense. Um, An intense yeah. way to start the league. Yeah. Yeah. So just set by set score here. First set 26-24 Atlanta. Second set 25-23 Atlanta. Third, 25-17 Omaha. Fourth, 25-19 Omaha. And then 15 to 13 Atlanta. So all tight. No blowouts, really. A lot of a lot of point scoring. So who did you like? What did you observe? Is it time for uh, Ian's inquiry? Yeah. Yeah, Ian's I inquiry. I mean, so I like, hear, yeah, if, if we have one thing a week, I'm going to try and uh, get interested, get especially interested in this week. It was Omaha Supernova's player, Bethania De La Cruz, because they went pretty hard on her history on the telecast. And it was very interesting to me. I don't know that she had like a great game. You know, it wasn't Not like it wasn't anything she crazy. Her serving did a lot. Yes. Um. Serving did a lot, not a ton. Like, I think she had some blocks. I think she had, yeah, three aces in that first game. But stuff that was super interesting to me is that she's 36. It's always nice seeing uh, people of my age group being successful in (laughs) athletic places because that's, you know, I'm envious of that. I don't think I could. uh, Is this, is she going to be the LeBron? Is she going to be the LeBron of this league? I mean, it seems like she's been. The LeBron of every league cool. since 2006. So she's from the Dominican Republic. She was the MVP in the Dominican League in 2006. She's the MVP in the Puerto Rican League five years later in 2011. She's the MVP in the Indonesian League five years after that in 2016. She's got And then range. she was the MVP of Athletes Unlimited last year in 2022, six years after her last MVP. We talked about Athletes Unlimited last time where like the best performers become captains and they redraft the teams. She was a captain every week of last season. She was the she top point like scorer every just, week. 
she's just an expert too. If she's recruiting, yeah. if she's if she's drafting her team in Athletes Unlimited and still yeah. winning the most, she, getting the most points. Not only that, but they played 15 games. They played 15 games in those Athletes Unlimited seasons. She was the game MVP in 13 of the 15 games oh that she played. Oh my God. She's yeah, won eight might... gold medals, nine silver medals, six bronze medals with the DR in various tournaments. Wow. My only note um, about specific players from, from this game is De La Cruz rocks. And then I put, <laughs> yes. Me- and then like, I put Megan Hens rocks. She's <laughs> an ultimate, ultimate badass. Okay. So I agree. That's incredible. What did you like watching her play? Or did you really just key into her because announcers were excited about her? I did mostly because honestly, the first thing I keyed into her on was that she was 36. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, damn. Like, that's that's pretty hardcore. Uh I was pretty Um, I was pretty um, tuned in to the right side um, on the supernovas because she came out of they kept talking about how she came out of retirement to join the team. She was mm -hmm. just a coach for many, many years after um, her college career. And then, yeah, there was a couple yeah that they shouted i was like she was just coaching high school volleyball yeah and came out of you know well that's what you can do yeah if you want to keep doing volleyball as an american person (laughs) (laughs) what i mean like you can choose to really commit and keep playing pro and that's awesome but for the most part if you want to stay in it you have to train the next generation Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm well, mm-hmm. and that, that I think is the crazy, you know, De La Cruz, she's been a pro volleyball player somewhere in the world since 2005. So yeah. I guess at this point, she's seen pretty much everything that pro women's volleyball has to offer. I want to know what she thinks in the world. I want to yeah, know what she thinks yeah. about PVF because yeah. she's been in all these she's... leagues in all these different places. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know if we can get of... her on the record. Yeah. But... I think that was yeah. the, the thing that they shouted out on the telecast was. Yeah, MVP in four countries seems seems pretty good. Sick. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so one thing that um was called out just about the Atlanta team is that it sounds like they had the the players help them with assembling the team. So um, Tori which, Dilfer was one of those people. Yes, you see. Yes, which I think I think her name is Tori Stringer now. Yes, yeah. sorry. No, they, yeah. I think they were referring to her. Yeah. So, so I was also, looking at my stat sheet and I'm like, Tori Dilfer. <laughs> yeah. So I talked about that last episode. They were like players relations associates who also, some of them are playing themselves, who helped recruit people to this league, basically. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see, yeah, you'll see people who um, play together mm. a lot, which makes sense. Of course. Yeah. They yeah. Because I wonder, like, I guess they don't have like a front office, like general manager or anything that would be assembling these teams yet. At first, that is what the players do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, what did y'all think about the outcome of the game? Did you feel like Atlanta had it in the bag? Was it just so tight the whole time? Like, how did you feel about? I this was game? just surprised that that it's the same as tennis. When you're down, if it's a five set tennis match and you're down two sets, I'm like, damn. I'm out on this one. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try really, really hard for two. But they did. Yeah. They went for another hour and a half. Came all yeah. the way back just to lose in in the fifth set, which I'm sure is rough. Yeah. Heartbreaking at home. Impressive. I, I think it shows. I think it shows the level of experience in the in the vibe team that they were able to do this twice. They, um, I should find it, but I think on the on the Wednesday night telecast, they before the game shouted it out i think they did like a coach's poll 
like a preseason coaches poll. Mm, they did. Of, uh, like who would be favorites. Yes. Very similar I think the to. the vibe was up there. Very yes. similar. I was surprised by that as the preseason rankings, but it's what were, very similar what were, to what AVCA. Yeah. Yeah. What were the preseason rankings? Because I, I actually. Let me pull them up. How they did it was all of the coaches vote on who they think the teams that to get rankings and they do it every week so it was here are the the full rankings for you for the seven team league omaha supernovas got four number one votes they're number one atlanta vibe got two number one votes columbus fury got one number one vote so those are the top three okay and grand rapids san diego mojo orlando valkyries vegas thrill so interesting uh, yeah so they put the two the two strongest teams on opening night according yeah. to the the coaches in the league and i feel like the opening a good opening game, night so. choice had more to do with having wanting the first game to be in omaha in omaha yeah yeah, yeah Where no, they it was had an awesome environment so 11,000 yeah. people at that game yeah, yeah almost 12,000 yeah which was the most of any game in the first mm -hmm. week yes mm -hmm. yeah the numbers were good on all those yeah all those grand rapids had 7,000 in the crowd orlando had 5500 mm. yeah i guess um, that makes i mean just if I had to guess beforehand, I guess that would make sense. There's just more stuff that uh, you can do in Orlando. It's the happiest on place on earth. Any other thoughts from that first match, or should I jump into Thursdays? Uh, let me uh, check out my notes if I had any real quick I any guess. stray obs. Let me nail down the stats. Right, we talked about stats. Yes, yes. the general sense. Let's use the first game here. So, Queen of My Heart, Bethania De La Cruz, serve. 17% efficiency on a serve. I don't know what that is. Don't know what goes into that number because she served 29 times, two errors, three aces. I don't know how much an ace counts. Like an ace would obviously be better than just getting it over. I bet it, it has to do with how the other team receives it. Sure. So like there's even more going into it than Which the numbers they're giving us. Right. We statute. didn't even talk about what the reception um, percentage is. Which mm -hmm. is basically, it's if the the setter can run in system or out of system depends on if it's a positive, mm -hmm. neutral, or negative um, serve receive result. And so, you so have I would like a scorekeeper that's just judging those things. Yes. So I would guess that the serving efficiency has to do with the opposite, like the mm -hmm. the counterpart to that. Um, we'll have to sit with our pen and paper and do some math. Well, that's what's interesting to me, I guess, is like because if you look through the the attack part of the the stat sheet, there's like 10 players that have attack stats there's only four that have receiving stats so that it seems sense. like yeah you so have... like you're having the same people receive the ball every time yeah obviously there's like four pe four players per team that have the majority of the attack stats but there are still a couple in there that have like 10 some attack versus 50 well you're, you also only have three people passing at a given time and mm -hmm. both front row and back row players can pass. They just need to stand in a certain way so that it is technically legal. Um, sure. But during a game, you're going to have six, five or six people hitting as you rotate around because you yeah. can't get it to the same two people every time. Yeah, you 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 have more hitting options than what usually yeah. is passing options. I mean, yeah, according to the set, you can see who they prefer to get it to mm -hmm. to hit it. But it seems like yeah, sometimes you just can't quite get it there. So there's a couple. A couple of women with five hits just spread in there. All right, cool. I'm getting yeah. it. Yeah. Understanding. You really are. Should we go so, into Columbus at Grand yes. Rapids? I want to hear about Thursday's match. Okay. 
This and now is was... Grand Rapids in Eastern Michigan or Western Michigan? <laughs> it's in Western. Okay, great. Is it Western Michigan? <laughs> so Grand Rapids with a surprising sweep. 3-0. Yeah. 25-17, 25-23, 25-19 against the I Columbus Fury. I was led Fury. to believe the Columbus Fury maybe had the best young player in the league. And I have I to know. tell you, she did not play. Oh, my God. So She's out already. She's there out was a already. Lot of, there was a lot of speculation in the chat. Oh, my God. Is Asia O'Neal injured? Oh, my God. Where is she? Everyone just asked. Every, every couple minutes, someone was like, can we pin it? Can't pin the answer. Asia O'Neal is out. But she's been practicing. So some people in there were talking about how she had a procedure on her knee in December after the national. This is hearsay. <clears throat> this is comment section, comment section hearsay. She might have had a little thing with a knee back in December, but we've seen her warming up. We've seen her at practice. They are probably just being careful. They're probably waiting till she's 100% before going into these matches. I think she joined preseason a little late. I'm not. I'm not too worried about this. Yeah. I Can mean, we speculate on our first PVF contract dispute? Could Ooh. be a contract Are they dispute? beefing? Is she beefing with the front office? I don't. They already filled those seen. two franchise player spots and she really right? wants it. And she She's needs like, it. I want both the spots, actually. <laughs> so what I'll say about the roster of Columbus Fury is that there were two other notable absences in addition to Asia O'Neill. Megan Courtney is a really solid outside. She had a baby fairly recently. So I don't know when she's coming back. I don't know when she had the baby, but she she's not going to play these, at least this first week, she was not playing. Second, Jenna Rosenthal, a really solid middle. She, I think, might be one of the franchise players because I've seen her face on so many of the ads and content. She was also not playing today. People were speculating, ah, maybe just you know tweaked a little thing. Maybe he's coming back from an injury, not 100% injury speculation here but um those are three pretty serious attacking options for columbus do you think that they would announce injuries though no 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 i i think injury speculation is common for every single sport i don't think they say very extremely clearly yeah what's happening i I don't know that'd be interesting yeah because like sometimes don't they say like oh this person injured themselves in well most of the time they have to like the league has rules. So like the NFL, the league has rules about when you have to put out injury reports and when people have to be on the reports. A lot of that, if we want to go full conspiracy mind, in my mind, yeah. is because of gambling. Yeah. Like they need reliable product for gambling. And, and for fantasy. If people don't know that they're about to put four grand down on on the Columbus Fury and Asia O'Neill winds up being injured and they didn't know about it. They'd be pissed. Fair. Because but, people join the YouTube and are like, where's Asia? Where is she? I've got money on Is she on okay? This. Well, and so on the other end of things is, uh, at least in my viewing of the NHL, they have been, they're notorious at like, this guy's got a lower body yeah, injury. two injury designations and it's lower body injury and upper body injury. And upper body it. injury could be anything from a concussion to getting your arm torn off. In a wheat thresher, it doesn't matter. Violence. They say the hit, same thing. Having yeah. having a teeth situation, having yeah. a having a and needing a to go to the orthodontist. Like, they like to think that they're doing like like psyops, that they're like <laughs> keeping really important information from their opponents, so they can't they can't 
plan knowing whether or not like this person's going to be gone for four weeks or two weeks or one day. And like that guy's nursing a knee injury. So I'm going to check him and yeah, put him on dig my eye. His knee. You know, dig yeah, like, there, have been, oh there have been hockey players that are out with an upper body and body injury. And it comes out that they had a stroke. <laughs> oh my God. So like, yeah, I don't know where the PVF falls on it's that. It's going to fall here. We'll find out. Of, yeah, I like, mean, the betting, the betting reason makes a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, interesting. So, yeah, those are notable absences from the Columbus Fury um, active players from the I other guess. night. Pretty important. And on the other side of Grand Rapids, we had a lot of really solid pin hitters. So when I say pin, I mean the antennas, and that's going to be the outsides and the right sides or right side is also commonly opposite opposite side mm -hmm. hitter so yeah people are pumped about claire chaussie i'm seeing game. i'm seeing air claire i'm seeing claire. i'm that. seeing air claire uh i where she, where i'm pretty she, where sure she she's play? louisville and fairly recently i think she graduated in 22. um she had 21 kills she hit 320. so she oh, was damn. very solid on the outside Tw 21 kills on a three set match is pretty. That's high. a lot. Yep. And yeah. then on the on the right side, um, this is my Grand Rapids pick to click. Emilia Dimitrova. She's Bulgarian. She had 12 kills. She hit 340. Extremely efficient pin hitters. Dimitrova is a 17 year pro. She made the Bulgarian uh, uh, the Bulgarian pro team when she was 16. Wow. So I think that put her puts her in her mid-30s very solid fun to watch really good back row has some good back row attacks too um i'm a big fan of dimitrova overall grand rapids definitely out hit them from a quantity mm -hmm. and an efficiency perspective grand rapids had 46 kills columbus only had 26. that wow. seems like it it should That's... be a rivalry too they're close together yeah so what's interesting there is like if you're getting out hit and three of your best attackers aren't are arguably. I mean, not to no shade against the girls that played. They, I mean, I guess a little shade in that most of them hit zero or negative. But yeah, Caitlin, it wouldn't be expected Columbus, to carry I mean, that load on a regular with a score a with a match. score twenty five seventeen in the first set. To me, that sounds like they were out scouted. Mm. Which is that mm. even fair to say for the first match? I don't, I don't know. No, but. They just Maybe. couldn't get so it we're done. So we're saying that like Grand Rapids is sliding into the like the analytics slot of the yeah, league. Yeah, maybe. What's interesting about that best, is they're doing the best scouting. Grand Rapids has the um has a Big 10 treasure as their head coach. Kathy George was uh head coach at Michigan State for 17 seasons. Wow. Nice. She just left that post for this. So I think in terms of what she was able to bring in term in scouting all of these college players who have played sometime in the last 17 years mm -hmm. that's a fair point in mm -hmm. her being able yeah right she 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 was able to go into her into her back files so that's what i got on on grand rapids columbus i th i thought it was a good match i thought the energy was really good there they were that's having first, fun first dominating performance in in the league Yep. It's so funny. It's so funny watching um watching these games and they'll be like, 
in the first three set match of the Federation history. Like, Everything the first is historical. Serve of the Federation history. <laughs> it's-, it's like the first streaker to run out on the court in Federation history. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I would love to be like the first dive into the stands in Federation <laughs> history. So one other thing, my sister, my youngest sister, she was over last night. I had the game on. She was a high school volleyball player. She also liked the seemingly uh, the ability of the players to pick their desired shorts. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes. Huge. Leggings. Massive. So that's, an in- that's an NCAA thing as well. They they recently allowed that. Actually, I, I actually don't know Seems if it was reasonable. ever against the rules to wear sure. leggings. Yeah. Yes, it was. It, it was. was okay. <laughs> like, we don't never, want to see that. Never thought to ask. When I was in college, the legging technology <laughs> was not good enough. I didn't I didn't feel comfortable wearing leggings to play yeah, volleyball. No. They, made, they, they, made fall down. they fall down. Uh, the only other thing I'll mention about the Grand Rapids game is there was a first serve. So cute, just like baseball like first, first pitch. pitch. Oh, that's fun. That's pretty nice. It was I like a kid that. who played, so she got it over. It was so adorable. Okay, I'm ready to talk about last night's game. Are you ready? Right. Yeah, which we all watched. Which we all yeah, watched last we night's game. Wow. Any was that the first Valkyries get it was yeah, okay. So second vibe game. I was really I are we supposed to be neutral? But I was really rooting for the Valkyries. Me too. They had a low cool logo. Yeah, cool logo. I mean, they a were lot of low lower. A lot of players from Puerto Rico too. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I just have to say, I think we need to look it up. You know, there was that like two international player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rule. Yeah. I'm not sure that Puerto Rico counts as an international player. Oh, oh yeah. That's America. It's America. You're right. That's America. They so are just that's like the loophole. There's like always a all loophole. The Puerto Rico talent. I was I was rooting for them too. That was I think the best uh, broadcast yep. from announcers yep. and from quality. Yep. Um, I think they're pretty used to it because I believe they're playing where UCF volleyball yes. plays. Yes. Who the head coach of the Atlanta vibe is the former UCF coach. Yep. That's right. Nice. It did seem like that one stood out to me as having the most rallies of like yeah, ridiculous it was a long, length yeah, of the three games. Yeah, it was games. a long game. So five set match, Orlando took the first 25-20. Then the Vibe took two and three, 27-25, 27-25. Orlando took the fourth, they crushed 25-16. That was not a contest. And mm-hmm. then um, the fifth went to Atlanta 15-12. It was a two hour and 42 minute match. In the fifth, I believe Atlanta was up 12-6 or 12-7. Mm-hmm. And by one point, it was uh, 13-12. Mm-hmm. Orlando came back, uh, went on like a 6-1-point yeah. run, yeah. Yeah. which is which was wild. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a great match. I thought it was so evenly, even in, in a lot of really good rallies. I truly think the only reason Orlando lost was because of 22 missed serves. Yes, Yes. Mm-hmm. Compared to nine misserves from Atlanta. They both hit very similarly. Mm-hmm. Atlanta hit 100. Orlando hit 160. It was super tight. Something I really loved about Atlanta was they were a strong middle offense. Karis yep. Watson played great. Yeah. 10 kills, hit 370. Shelly Fanning had eight kills, hit 260. Um, yeah, their Leah- outsides 
yeah, Leah was not um, performing as much as well as she did on Wednesday. And I wonder if it was because she had 70 swings on Wednesday. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just noticed that Grace, Grace Cleveland actually didn't play on Friday. On um, Atlanta? Yeah. And she had a great game on Wednesday. I'm sure. I'm sure it's what position? Uh, right side. I'm sure so, it's more. It's more. Just let's let's figure it out. Let's and Yosiana also, yeah, Presley. Two games in three days. Uh huh. You're gonna need like a deep enough bench. Yosiana Presley played right side on Atlanta, and she's not on the roster right now. So I, I see I'm her, sure yeah, I see her in the stats, but I'm sure that that was just like the website isn't updated from whenever she yeah. signed a few days yeah. ago. She played at Baylor. So did Shelly Fanning. So yes, Shelly was like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made a couple Elvis jokes. I was like, we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fine. We don't. You don't have to do that. Yeah, we can move past it. I, I will say on the Valkyries, Adora Ane and Jill Gillen. Yes, I Adora was obsessed with Ane. both of them. I was going to say that I'm Ane, a huge though. Adora Ane fan. Yeah, I was like, feed her the ball. Eighteen yes. kills. Fucking Jill Gillen had fifteen. Hits. Jill, Jill is an inspiration to all the short queens out there. Was she 5'8"? 5'7". 5'7", hitting outside? She, I mean, she's phenomenal. She's very good. They did love to talk about her her hops on the I know, yeah. broadcast. It was kind of And like, I was like, right. If she's she here, has, then yeah. she has the hops. That's what she worked yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, she's very smart. Very smart player. Mm -hmm. Incredibly Played good smart. back row, too, I thought. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So not as uh, strong of, of middles. Um... I'm I'm a big or not as strong of middle performance from Orlando, mm. but but they also played played well. They just weren't running quite as aggressively of a middle offense as Atlanta. I thought that they were running Karras on the slide quite a bit. I think she had mm -hmm. three kills in a row at one point. I mean, it was yeah, yeah. It was more pin heavy for Orlando. I really mm -hmm. like Shayna Joseph. She's a seven year pro. But she didn't do she, wonderful. She did, not have a, she did not have a good game. <laughs> I, I serving, felt like she was kind of streaky. One of the big problems. She had some good blocks. And she's a great energy. And I think yes. she is a great in in a tough time. She she will get a solid block. Like she'll she's super competitive. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to see her have a better game next time. Yeah. I think she will yeah, be yeah. a very big contributor to them in the future. Totally. Yeah, I think that'll Same. be interesting over the next couple of weeks just to see um, like where each team kind of falls in in terms of what they're trying to do, yep. how they're trying to run their offense and stuff. Yeah, so. I think Orlando might not play for a week. Wow. What the Vibe did this week, I think that San Diego Mojo do next week where they've got two games three days. And well, is it true that oh, the Thrill don't play their first until February 7th? Mm -hmm. It must have just been getting stuff sorted out in their I wonder, yeah. in-house yeah if it's venue scheduling and stuff venue like scheduling. that yeah. yeah i didn't say like let's let's talk about let's talk about next games what's what's coming up next sure yeah yeah looks like thursday fab one we've got san diego at atlanta just get going atlanta that three matches before the thrill even plays one i know <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun yeah, to watch okay. them on their home court yes yeah. totally see how that changes things saturday that, mojo at omaha so San Diego's just on the road for their first first two matches. Yeah, so they gotta go. They gotta go from Atlanta to Omaha. That's mm -hmm. a, I guess that's a little easier of a transition from but like Vibe had to go from Omaha to yeah. Orlando. Depends. That's a, like, that's a rough, they, we don't. That's know a rough yet. travel. Yeah, what are they on a bus? 
I it's think they fly. They, they fly. fly. Flying, flying. Yeah. Are they flying coach? Could I could I accidentally oh, yeah. be sitting sure. next to a vibe player on a, yeah. on a flight? I'm sure. Let's set them up. Like I'm too big for for airplane seats. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some women that are like six five in the league. Yeah, they've been dealing with <laughs> this rough. for their lives. I know. So yeah, two two big matches next week, Thursday and Saturday. Mojo twice. We get to see what it's they're the about. Walsh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited launch. to see Mojo play. Me too. It's only two games before before the next week's pod, so we'll see how they do. It's going to be a, a mojo heavy pod. Mojo heavy, Ian. You got to get. You got to figure out if they're your true. I know. If they're I your mean, true fave. Omaha really like. Uh, they made a play for me because Mojo is just not. They haven't been out for the first week. And you so. love Bethania, Betty. Yeah, great. Yeah. Freaking great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see who my favorite is on Mojo. We'll do a deep dive on something. Love Absolutely. it. So thanks for listening to Court Captains, a volleyball podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court Captains Pod. And if you have a question, send us an email, courtcaptainspod at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you, Ian, for joining us again this week. Thank you for having me. Thank you for contributing regularly so far. Yes. And uh, don't forget to... Be the captain of your court. Nailed it. Have a good week. (laughs) Bye. See you soon. (laughs)